Welcome to Kino Society with Owen Shapiro. Today on Kino Society, we have Amy Stavsky, one of the most sought after costume designers of the industry who has participated in movies such as Mulholland Drive and Lone Survivor. So before getting deep into your work as a costume designer, I would like to know how you got started in this business. Was being a costume designer a dream of yours since you were a little kid or this passion was developed over the years? Well, I was in the fashion industry in New York for many years. And when I came out here, I was fortunate enough to meet a costume designer who took me under her wing. And then step by step by step, you know, here I am. But it was, uh, I was more interested in fashion. But then I, I kind of liked uh, costumes because... It didn't have to be so pristine. People were real. You know, you could have uh, uh, you could have dirt on your shirt. You know, you could have uh, uh, pizza dripping that you ate. You know, like real people. It was easier. It was more interesting and more creative to dress real people than it was to just you know set up models. So that was really how I. Uh, made the transition so yeah you get more variety with film than you would just do making fancy dresses or whatever it's a different world and it's always different because you meet a lot of different people and you know you go through so many different stages it's not just you know you you learn how a set works how a camera works you learn how you know different departments work you're you you have to work with the producer, well, with the producer, with the production designer, with the set designer, you know, it's more, um, it's more fun and it's more collaborative and it's more interesting. And it's, and, you know, since you do different shows, each show is different. You, you could be on a period show or you could be on a contemporary show or, you know, cowboys and Indians or cops or, you know, whatever. So it, it, it makes it, um, it makes it more fun. Yeah, just the change makes it more fun, Owen, doing something different all the time. Yeah, I see. That makes a lot of sense. You meet so many different people, you know, and then they're your lifelong friends. They're your family. Yeah, so, yeah, film takes a lot of connections in general that you need to get in the industry. Well, you know, it takes a long time. It takes a long time. I have an agent. I've had an agent for around, I don't even know, 20 something years. You know, in the beginning of your career, you don't need it, but when you get to a certain point, you need an agent. So now let's focus on your work. Being a costume designer does sound like a lot of work. Could you describe your typical day as a costume designer goes by when shooting a movie? Well, we start very early. And usually if there are, uh, the background is usually, um, unless we're fortunate enough to dress the background, you know, with pre-fits, which isn't always the case because, uh, then you have to pay everybody for pre-fits. Um, you start with dressing the background and then, you know, that could be five people or it could be 500 people. It depends. Um, but even if you have pre-fittings, it's a lot of work. Um, and with the military movie, you know, where each star is and each thing, it's a, you know, it's a whole thing, a baseball movie, the cleats, the pants, the jock straps, you know, each thing entails so many pieces. So you have to be very prepared. That, that's the main thing. So we dress people and then, you know, it's always nice to go eat. And usually, um, 
usually we're just a day or two ahead of the production. So it's basically following a shooting schedule and seeing what we, you know, what's next or if there's fittings or what you have to get or, you know, now in the time of COVID, everything will be different, of course, you know, but hopefully, you know, hopefully this will uh, pass sooner rather than later. Um, but it's a big day. You know, you have fittings, you have shopping, you have uh, meetings. Yeah, it's a long day. It's a long day. So you already mentioned that you like the different, the diverse kinds of costumes that you get with film. But do you have any specific kind of garment that you like to design the most? No, it's, it's, you know, it's always easier to do menswear. Um, yeah, so maybe I do prefer menswear because it's easier. You know, Owen, so much depends on your budget. So much depends on your time restraints. Uh, you know, a lot of studios don't even have costume departments anymore. You know, it's not like it was in the day. Not every studio has, you know, there was a point where the, there were hat makers, there was this, there was that. It's, it's slimmed down in this millennium. So you just really, you know, you make certain things and you, uh, you have to buy a lot, you know, you have to buy a lot. But if you're making something, you know, you look for tone, you look for texture, you think about the character, uh, you see, you know, you usually have to age things. So you bring in an ager dyer just so it looks, you know, it doesn't look like a, a bad theatrical production of some high school. Um, you know, there's like so many different stages, but each one is different. Each show is different, so you have to prepare for it in a different way. You know, sometimes you have a crew of 10 or 15, and sometimes you have a crew of five. Each gig is different, which, again, is the diversity that I like. You know, it's, it's really the diversity that I like. And you have to really, you know, you have to study history, and you have to know about fabrics. You have to know how to get things done. It's, you know, it's a juggling act. So designing for the characters only based on your criteria or the director of the movie is the one who chooses how to dress them? Uh, well, you have to start, you know, you start with a template of sorts. You know, you have your ideas and then things have to get approved by um, the director. Um, and, of course, the actor has a lot of input now, um, a tremendous amount of input. But usually an actor, when they come to a costume fitting, it's like if they put on the costume... Uh, it's like I, they find themselves, they find who their character is, you know, so you study the actor, you know, you with their sizes, what they're doing, if there's action, if there's not action, if they're shot, if you need squibs, if you need multiples, it, it just really depends. But, you know, you're the first person that, um, an actor meets when they come to a show because the first thing they do is get fit. So, um, you know, it changes a lot too. I mean, it's not always a home run. You know, sometimes, you know, an actor could have, you know, 30, 40 changes in a show. So you might not get them all. You do it, uh, well, on TV, it's episodic, so you can't dress an entire season in a costume fitting. But, um, you know, on a movie, depending on what it was, uh, sometimes you, you can. It just depends, you know, but there's usually, uh, you know, there's ensemble cast, there's day players, there's, you know, you try to work it out with the production designer and with the director. You try to work out your colors. You know, it's really collaborative. So how do you manage to match the clothing of a character with its personality, though? How does that process go about? Well, 
it's primarily based on what they're doing in the show as opposed to their personality. You know, but let, let's say if they're, if there's an older man, let's say, uh, you know, you sort of think of when he might have bought the clothing that you're putting him in. You know, it could, the, a shirt could be 25 years old, so maybe the, a button is popping because he's a little chubbier than he was. So you, you know, you do that with the clothing. You you just try to make it real, like how it would look if how it would look if a real character came in, like what they're doing. Are they robbing a bank? So then you wouldn't put him in bright colors. You'd put him in something more subdued. You know, is it a love scene? You know, you'd put him in something sexier. Um, is it an old guy? Is it an old lady? Is she Russian? Is she wearing a, a thing on her head? You know what I mean? You, you just try to find the key piece that'll pop the character so that they're memorable. Because if you're doing something with so many people, like how do you even remember who anybody is after a while? You know, you have to have something that differentiates them. You know, maybe a prop would be a cigar, and for costumes, maybe it would be a pork pie hat, or maybe it would be, you know, some kind of scarf, or, you know, it could be a hero jacket, a hero belt, it could be, you know, it could be anything that you want to, um, or that the director, uh, you know, what what they want to see. It's input on all, you know, if they're going to do a shot on somebody's shoes, if they're getting out of the car, pop the shoes, make them red. It's kind of like that, you know, but you you share ideas to see what they, what an actor would be comfortable in. You know, you, if, if they don't like, you know, tight jeans, you're not going to put them in tight, tight jeans. You know, if they don't like a khaki, you're not going to put them in that. You know, sometimes it, their comfort level is almost more important, you know, because if they're not comfortable, your life isn't good. You know, if their shoes aren't comfortable, your life isn't good. If they're climbing a mountain and their boots, you know, if, if you didn't, you know, it's smart to give them their boots first so that they break them in so that they're used to standing in them all day. Because, you know, an average day could be 16 hours. And to be in something uncomfortable for 16 hours, you know, you want to shoot yourself. So, so it's, it's, you know, it's all part of the gig. You know, it's like if I was dressing you, Owen, I'm like, okay, what does this guy do? What would he be comfortable in? What what would look best on him? What color are his eyes? What tone is his skin? What you know, that's how we do it. We look at the big picture and then we think we anticipate what your needs might be. He gets cold quick, let's have a down jacket for him. He gets hot, let's let's have multiples in case he sweats. Um you know, you you try to think of, you know, all the variables so that when you're, you know, standing in the middle of a mountain, somebody isn't not enjoying what they're doing. They're thinking about their shoes hurting rather than their character. So how accommodating do actors tend to be in terms of costume design? Most actors really like their fittings because, like I said, it's the first place they go. So it's the first thing it gives them a visual idea, you know, more often than not. You know, more often than not, it usually an actor leaves a fitting and it's like, thank you so much. This, this, I know where to go now. This gives me an idea. You know, I once got in trouble with a producer, um, you know, and it was so mind boggling to me because actors were asking me, uh, I had just started the show and they were like, Amy, where am I from? What did I do? And I'm like, well, in the script, it says that you, you were, you know, in the, in the, in the military at one point, I said, so maybe let's let's make you favor olive, like you're used to olive as a color. That's what you've been wearing for four years, and maybe that's your color. Anyway, I went to the, the showrunner, 
And I said, you know, these uh, these actors are asking me like what their background is, what they did. And he's like, what do you need to know that for? You just get the clothes. And I was really dumbfounded. And I my jaw dropped because I said, you know, we try to think of you know, where they're from, what they do, where they went, where they come, you know, and like it just didn't make any sense to him. Where that's what we do. That's the first thing we do. You know, from where, from, you know, where did you come? You know, are you, you know, are you a musician? Is he, you know, would he, would I give him a leather jacket? Is he an old Russian? Would I give him a leather jacket? Is he, you know, you try to think of each, you know, like where they're from, what they did. And I was at the time, I was just like so taken aback, you know, my jaw dropped because that's what we do. And that's what makes it fun for me, you know, to give the background story or to put myself in their shoes. Like, what would I do if I was doing that? How would I get out of the car? Yeah, that makes definitely a lot of sense. I don't know why the actor would be so um, so confused as to why you'd be asking him those questions. Oh, producer. Yeah, Owen, because some people, you know, some producers really like the fact that, you know, you're thinking like that. Um, you know, you're thinking of the big picture. How could you not? You know, you're telling a story and it's visual. You know, it's visual and that's what makes it so impactful, you know, when you see something as opposed to hearing it. It doesn't always, you know, the, the, the visual, the image that you see is... Oh, yeah, of course. The visuals are half the part of the movie. You know, it captures you and it stays with you. It's all the movie. Well, the story, of course, but, you know, what you... What you see in the storytelling is is what you remember, you know. I mean, you'll remember lines from The Godfather. So I know that your expertise is on costume design and construction, script interpretation, color usage, textile structure, distinguishing character asset, and research. Could you briefly walk us through what each of these terms refer to? Well, research is research. You know, you, you research, you know, you research everything just so you have an idea of, you know, where the person was from, you know, what, to, what elements of their space or their socioeconomic group, uh, what they do for a living, where they grew up. So, you know, it gives you that idea. Fabrics, it's like, you know, when you kind of know how to, uh, make a garment, you could choose what fabric it is. What's the lining of a jacket? If you don't put a lining in, your arms will get caught. If you don't, you know, it's basically just understanding construction. You know, like if you know how things fit. Oh, yeah. Costume design, construction, script interpretation, color usage, textile structure, distinguishing characteristics. It's really everything. It's really everything we've spoken about. You know, like you take all of this in, into consideration or what colors look good on somebody or... Is it winter? Is it summer? If it's winter, I should give a texture. Does he look better in earth tones? Should I get fabric that are more earth tones? Is Would he look better in like black and charcoal? Uh, you know, it's just really being able to look at somebody and to think on your feet. And really, you, you got to think on your feet a lot. You got to go into action mode. It's a lot of step. And also costumes is a lot of physical work. It's heavy. Clothing is heavy. You know, we have... uh 40-foot trailers, we have 52-foot trailers. You know, we could have two 50-foot tra- 52-foot trailers, one with the principal clothes and one with the extras clothes. You know, like there's so many clothes. And whatever you need, you know, you'll get that 36 short. And who's a 36 short? You know, like you, it, it, it's so, you need a lot of stuff to keep the customer satisfied. 
you know, like I said, when 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 people design movies, you know, they they look for uh, texture really in everything, you know, even in like wallpaper, you know, because it gives there's depth to it. And then you have to think of the lighting too, like what will you know? Uh, like I can't put somebody in a pink suit if the couch is pink, and that's happened to me where it's like suddenly they decided to make the couch pink, and it's like oh my god, who has a pink couch? And we put him in a pink jacket, you know, it's a, so you really have to coordinate things in advance. You got to think of everything. And I, I think a lot about fabric basically because, you know, I like rich fabrics. I like things that move. Like it's nice to see rayon. It moves as opposed to stiff cotton. It doesn't. You know, you like to see the flow of a garment. You know, a lot of times you're doing winter. And it's not like a structured coat moves, but, you know, so like that's where you want to see the, the colors and the texture. And, you know, it's all about everything happens so quickly. So it's like that first impression that you're going to get is what's going to stay. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, that jacket was really nice. It had some, I don't know, it had some rust and green in it. I remember that. You know, it's it's just trying to find that piece or that memory for whomever's looking at it. And it's always about the director, too, because you might think something is, you know, fantastic. You know, you have to get things approved now. You have to go through an approval stage. You know, in this age of, you know, Zoom conversations and, and you know, the, everything is instant. You know, we need to take uh, fitting pictures and then they go to the masses. You know, it's challenging because everybody, you know, everybody uh, gets dressed, but it doesn't mean that everybody can dress a character. You know, so you're up against that too, where, you know, but no one would ever question a cameraman because people don't know how to use a camera, but they know how to put on a pair of pants. So that's what happens with us, Owen, you know, where we're visual storytellers and we try to find pieces and items that stand out or that give you a memory. And it's really the same on every show. You go through the same routine. The differences is the subject matter. But the process is always the same. The research, the shopping, the fitting, the dyeing, the aging, the tailor, you know, the, it, it, it's, it's like that process is always the same. You know, when we did, when I did that, uh, Lone Survivor movie, we had to have 38 uniforms for Mark Wahlberg. And it was the different stages of his character. And they were cookie cutter because in a camouflage outfit, all the camouflage had a match. And we don't make that camouflage anymore in the United States. So at Western Costume, they were kind enough to find it for us in the Dominican Republic. So then we had to bring in old camouflage from the Dominican Republic to make American uniforms. And because of everything his character goes through, we need 38, he needed 38 costumes, you know, for the different aspects of his of everything he went through and that's i have not seen that movie yet but i have heard that it was definitely a i think i heard it was a good movie uh lone survivor right it was a great movie a hard movie you know what what uh those guys you know war is war i mean what these guys go through is you thinking thinking this in this day and age we find a better way than to blow each other up it's definitely a more complicated question than it seems on the outside of that war. 
But what I'm particularly interested in personally is you've actually worked on one of my all-time favorite movies, Mulholland Drive. So um, what was it like on that set in particular? Well, David's fun. And David's an interesting director. Um, I've worked on a couple of his projects. And, you know, he makes things very interesting and it's very spur of the moment. And he'll be like, you know, do you have a Louis the Fourteenth dress? It's like, why would I have a Louis the Fourteenth dress? It's a contemporary movie. But I ran out and got a Louis the Fourteenth dress. You know, with David, you can't be prepared enough. But it's always a fun set. It's always a very alive set. And he makes up a lot of things as he goes. Mulholland Drive started off as a TV show. It was going to be a TV series. And then it progressed into a movie. It was a huge movie for Naomi Watts. It was the be- really the beginning of her career here in America. You know, it's been interesting to watch her become a superstar. But any movie that you're doing with David Lynch is really, you know, it's it's fascinating. You know, the process is fascinating. There's always really good coffee, too. The man likes his coffee. I did the Twin Peaks movie, too. Well, Fire Walk with me. And I work, I've done, I've worked on a couple of David shows. You know, he's, um, he's funny, really talented, smart, interesting, a fascinating personality. You know, he's, he's a combination of Jimmy Stewart and Diane Arbus, I always say. You know, the boy next door and the horror story. It's definitely very, very interesting to, for me to hear, especially since I'm a pretty big fan of David Lynch. Yeah, he's terrific. He's terrific, and his longevity says everything. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, David's been around God. He's got to be around almost 35, 40 years. I mean, that's that's a big deal. Yeah, he's made his mark. He's a legend. I mean, he did, a, I think, Eraserhead was his first movie back in 1970, mid-early 70s even. So, yeah, that was definitely quite a while ago. Yeah, before you were born. Way before I was born. <laughs> uh, over 30 years before I was born. You moving on to another field of your work. You actually specialize in designing for series and TV, right? Yeah, I do. So you've won an Emmy Award for outstanding individual achievement in costuming for a miniseries or special series, which is very impressive. So how is designing for TV and series different from designing for movies? You have much more time with a movie. With TV, like you know, an average season. Well, now. First of all, now there's so much competition. You know, you have all the cable stations, you have all the streaming stations, you know. But what always stays the same is is that you're basically doing a movie a week. So you're shooting, you're also prepping, and you're wrapping. So you're basically doing three separate things at the same time. And, you know, nothing changes. I mean, actors still need to be, like, everything needs to be done. But you got to move faster. I like it because I like to move. Well, I do primarily TV now, and so does everybody else. Uh, you know, TV is the new medium, it, well, especially this year. I, I hope everybody survives because this year is such a hit. I mean, it is such a hit. But TV is, you know, it's fast. Like I said, you're doing a movie a week. You know, you've really got to get things done. And so much of the time, they don't cast an actor until the night before. And so much of the time, you're waiting to get an actor sizes. Sometimes you just run out. Sometimes I just run out with a suitcase and just guess everybody's sizes and throw it in like a maniac because it's already, you know, 8 o'clock at night and everything's going to close in an hour and you have nothing. You know, it requires you to just really anticipate. Uh, Sometimes you get lucky and sometimes, you know, you don't. So... Going back to when you were not a successful costume designer, what were some of the movies that inspired you to pursue a career in this industry? 
Well, I loved, you know, my favorite movies were like West Side Story. I mean, it, it's like when I grew up, everything was about the musical. You know, it's like I, I'm a New Yorker. We used to go to plays, uh, you know, so it's like when I would see, you know, even something like The King and I, you know, it was my dream to do something like that. Of course, I never have. But movies are so different now. I like action movies. I like cop dramas. I mean, even something like Serpico at the time was, you know. And, of course, The Godfather. I mean, it made everybody's. I love Danny Hall. I love the way she looked. I love the way she dressed. So now that you've built a steady career in the film industry as a costume designer, what's next for you? Do you have any projects coming up? Yes. I'm doing a Netflix series in Pittsburgh starting in January. Nice. Any information on that one? Uh, well, it's uh, it's called The Chair, and Amanda Peet wrote it. She's an actress that I worked with a couple of months ago on a series called Dirty John, the Betty Broderick story. So Amanda wrote it. Sandra O oh is going to be in it. You know, a couple of other people. It takes place on a college campus. It's contemporary. It's a dramedy. I like dramedy. It's fun. You know, so that's something to look forward to. In fact, I hired some people today for it. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It's, it'll be nice to be on the East Coast. Not that Pittsburgh is near New York, but, you know, being in New York or just being on the other side of the country is uh, close. So I'm happy about that. It's been a long stretch. You know, everybody's been having a really hard time this year. Finally, where can my listeners find and connect with you? Where can they connect with me? Well, on my website, amystuffy.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Amy. Thank you, darling. Bye-bye. That's all for today. Don't forget you can subscribe to Kino Society on iTunes and Spotify. Mm-hmm.